Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> As I welcome you here this morning, let me give you a few announcements. Uh, first of all, remind, Jessica wants me to remind you that you can join the Easter Choir rehearsals if you like to sing in a special Easter Choir there on Wednesday evenings from 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and it's not too late to join. And to remind the children that we are having our activities on Sunday evening and we'll start rehearsals soon for our spring musical. Remember that the first Wednesday supper is coming up on March the 6th at 5.30 to 7. Please join us for time of food and fellowship. And if you haven't already, money is due today. I guess it's today. Today's February 24th, right? Yep, today for the Greenville Road Warriors hockey game on Friday, March the 1st. They will meet at Fuddruckers for dinner at 5.30. If you can arrive there, you can pick your tickets up there. Otherwise, you'll make prior arrangements. If you need, to, you can also turn your money in the church office. Please see Wayne or Christy Morris or Katie Jeter with the questions. Compromands, if you any compromands in here, we'll, we'll meet at 4.30 as usual. And I want to remind you, please, I hope everyone will participate in the uh, banks that uh, even though, you know, he did a real good job of showing you how to make it work. Okay, something like that. Right. Okay. Close. <laughs> want everyone to, we really want every family to participate if you can in our special Lenten offering. And don't forget to pick up then one of these banks. And also these calendars are so cute. And uh, I don't think you'd really uh, find them useful in lots of ways. Okay. Any other announcements? Okay, let's begin our worship. Let's all stand together and sing our first song.
everything that gets in the way of our service and worship to you, Lord. We lay aside all of our idols and all of the, our worldly possessions that get in the way of worship. Lord, we focus on you this morning, and we lift up your holy name. Amen. We bow our hearts, we bend our knees, oh Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things, oh Lord, we cast down our idols, give us clean hands, give us
Tell them good morning, and it's good to see you. And children, if you'll meet Miss Michelle on the carpet. Good morning. How are you guys today? All right. Now, do you guys like to sing? You like to sing? I like to sing, but I really shouldn't. Well, um, I'm going to I'm going to go over a little song with you today, and Mrs. Kelly is going to help, so no one has to really listen to my voice. And what we're going to do is sing a song about five little ducks. Does anyone know about that song? Five little ducks. Can you guys go quack, 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 quack? Quack, quack, quack. All right, so when you hear a mother says, quack, 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 I need you guys to quack, okay? Can you think you can handle that? All right, well, hold on. We're going to pass it on over.
Thank you so much. Okay, so this song kind of makes me think of Jesus. Now, would a duck make you think of Jesus? Yeah. Lauren says, yeah. Okay. All right. So, what happened to the little ducks? They went away. They got lost. Did the mommy give up on the ducks? Did she go out until all of her ducks came back? Do you think she would be happy with just one duck coming back? No. No. Oh, Lauren says yes. Uh-oh. Emily, you better watch out. <laughs> okay. Now, most moms and dads would want to have all their children back if we, if we lost them. So, this made me think of Jesus. Jesus one day was looking over Jerusalem, and he was very sad. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. So Jesus was sad because he had lost the people of Jerusalem. Because are we Jesus' children? Now, Sometimes we wander away from Jesus and we go astray. But do you think Jesus gives up on us? No, he's just like that mother duck. He's going to call out to us until we hear him and we come back to him so he can protect us. Now, do you think Jesus would be happy with just one of us coming back? Would he be happy with just five of us coming back to him? No, he wants us all back, just like that mother duck did. So Jesus is always going to be there for us. Even if we lose our way and get lost, if you listen very carefully, he'll be calling your name to come back to his arms. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that you keep calling us to come home to you. Amen. I had never heard that song before, and I was getting a little bit worried as all those little ducks went away. I wasn't sure what the moral, what the ending was going to be. So I'm so glad they're all safe. I was going, to, how am I going to explain this to them? I want to give you a little quick report. I know Bob Dunlap used to be used to visit this service more than the other service. I got, we saw an update where he had to have some surgery, but that his uh, progress, he's making some progress ever so slow on his getting his feeling back. As you know, he had a spinal cord injury and he's up in Charlotte. So I want you to continue to pray for him. Let us bow our heads and pray. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh, Lord, you are our light, our salvation. You are the stronghold of our life. And we come this day to offer our praise and our thanksgiving. And we know that when we come before you, we must confess our sins. 
We know that our citizenship is in heaven, yet we live as if it didn't matter that we'd ever go there. Uh, you know, we know that you've promised to transform us, and, but yet we resist and our minds are set on earthly things. Oh God, our faithfulness leads us to reject your gracious offer of shelter. And so when we do, we dishonor you. And we know that justice demands our punishment. So we pray this day, O oh Lord, that you would uh, turn away from us in your anger and instead give us your grace once again, even though we do not deserve it. Wipe away our sin and restore us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us strength and wisdom uh, to walk in the right ways, to know that you do call us to come under our, your wings and for us not to ignore that call. Uh, we pray, O oh Lord, this day that you would give courage to uh, each one of us in our uh, walk of faith. We pray, O oh God, that you'd give strength to all those that we have on our prayer list and that we remember uh, now in, in the silence of our hearts. We pray for all who may have illness of body, mind, or spirit. We pray that you give hope to those who are discouraged and, and peace to those who are dying. And just as a hen shelters her chicks, give us refuge because we do come to you this day and call upon your name for help. And we pray especially and lift up uh, David Whitcomb, who is in the hospital with a stroke. Oh God, we pray that your healing hand would be with him and, and surround his family in peace. Hear us, O oh Lord, be gracious to us, answer us. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses and forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is the second Sunday of Lent. And our scripture reading today is found in the Gospel of Luke. And I want to lift up two verses. You, you, you heard one already. Well, let's hear it again. These are Jesus' words. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for calling us and gathering us together this day. And we thank you for reminding us that we're on this Lenten journey together with you. And uh, as we follow you uh, to the cross and into the tomb and, and out again, we pray that you would help us see it a little maybe a fresher, in a fresher way this, this season and, and see how uh, much we depend upon your sheltering wings. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. 
Now, last week, if you were here, you know we followed uh, Jesus into the wilderness. Uh, we followed him there, and we found uh, that he found victory over the power of temptation. And because he found victory over the power of temptation, we have victory over the power of temptation. And today, we follow uh, Jesus into the depths of Jesus' own heart. I believe in these powerful words, we hear uh, the sound of a breaking heart. I, I really do. This is right prior before the Holy Week. And I think we see in these words that have been saved for us of Jesus, this, this tender, fierce love that a parent has uh, for, its children, for its child or children. And, and this is the same type of love that Jesus has. Uh, for us, that God has for us that He calls us children. And the, and the bottom line is the children have strayed. Uh, what little baby chicks wouldn't do, or, or kittens, or, or puppies, the children of God have done. They have counted the love and protection of God as nothing, choosing instead to go their own way. And so it brings up a question that's very hard to answer. How could these folks there who were visited by the Messiah, who saw the Lord, who, was, who walked with the Lord and heard the Lord talk, how could they, these children of promise of, the, of Abraham, how can they be so foolish as to reject, ignore, uh, not listen and hear uh, God's call to them? How could they not... Uh, go under these wings of protection when they had been under those wings of protection as they were delivered out of Egypt and into the promised land. How could they, how could they ignore the Lord? I think this is a really, really hard question and, I, and I'm not sure that I can even begin to attempt to explain uh, their obstinance or their stubbornness or their lack of uh, their hearts being so hard and cold and and, and all, I, I'm not sure I can, but there is another question that I think maybe we can answer, and that is this question. How come we've strayed? How come we've strayed from the shelter and love of God? Because, see, I believe that we can all say that at some point in our life, we have felt a distance grow between us and God. I know that I have, and I'm convinced that if I have, everyone else has. Even those that I have come across through the years that I like to call saints have felt at some point a dread or fear or worry that God was missing, that God was no longer part of their life. And I know that each one of us has felt at least once in our life something, a time when maybe we were ashamed of something that we did. And I think that there is at least one time in our life that we can look back to and say that we did wander. And we wandered, and when we wandered away from God and God's protective arms, we, we really did things and thought things that we shouldn't have, and we're ashamed. We're ashamed of those things when we think about them. And that's why I believe that God's lamenting cry today in this Scripture rings sharply in your ear. You see, because we know each one of us knows that we have had those points, those points of time when we were away from God, when we did not hear God's call of comfort or the cry of invitation. And it, not only did it worry us, but it frightened us. 
the, the fact of the matter is, far too often we do not trust our worries. We don't trust our pains. We don't trust our sin. We don't trust our circumstances. We don't, we don't trust those things that hit us uh, hard in life to the sheltered wings of God. We prefer instead to, if I can keep up this, this kind of thing with the chicken, we, we peck around. We peck here and there, uh, hoping to stumble on some morsel that will fill our needs. Any of you ever watched a chicken, how a chicken plucks and moves around pecking, trying to find something? And I think that this is what we tend to do. This is our first reaction, and it's usually not a very good reaction. But because of that silence, because of that feeling of ashamedness, we feel that we can't really go to God. We can't really go to God. When we can't hear God clearly, we feel like God is missing and God's not there and God doesn't want to help us. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. That's not true. God is still speaking to us, even when we can't discern it clearly. You remind me of a story about a person who's having some difficulties, and they went to a counselor, and the counselor said, uh, you know, you need to go back and listen clearly to to the other person in your life. Listen to everything that they say. And so the person did this, and come back about a month later and said he had learned how to listen to every word that was being said by those close to him and those around him. And he said it had already helped him a whole lot. And this wise man said, yes, but now you've got to do one more thing. You've got to go back and listen to every word that isn't being spoken. You see, we often drown in a sea of daily troubles and distractions because we don't hear what the Lord is saying in those times that we think the Lord isn't speaking. But the Lord is speaking, clearly, even in those times. And the Lord is is saying to us, because this lamenting cry by Jesus uh, has been recorded for us, was not, they did not hear that. Some of His close disciples heard it, but not, not the people. This is what He was saying uh, in the silence, so to speak. They weren't there to hear him. How often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not listen. You see, when we do not listen, it's, it, God does become, uh, it seems, strangely silent. But in that silence, we must continue to listen. In that silence, God is still speaking. God is still inviting to us. God is still saying things like, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You see, I believe that Jesus even now is calling us, even though it seems like in our modern time it's harder and harder to hear the discerning voice of God, I believe that God is calling just as strongly as ever before. And just as strongly as ever before, God wants to be like that mother hen that would gather us in His outstretched arms, warm and safe next to His beating heart. 
I believe that during this Lenten journey, the most important maybe message you could hear is that God is bidding us to come once again and to trust and to rely on His protection, His nurture, His guidance through the living of our days. And this is not the first time that we have lived in the silence of God. And it's not the first, last time that we will think that we live in the silence of God. But it's, I'm here to tell you the good news is that God is still calling us in that silence. God calls us every time in the silence and in the, not in the silence. You know, there's lots of examples that I could have come up with, and I've thought of several, but, but you know, there's certain times in life when you can hear God clearly, and there's other times that you can, as I've said. But when you hear God clearly, you should respond. I, I think it's important. Uh, for example, if, if you've had an answered prayer, uh, let's say you had an answered prayer and in whatever it was, it's prospered you in some way. Well, the way to, to what God is saying to you in the, in the silence is now that you've been blessed, come and return and give thanks and to share these blessings with others. Maybe you've had a time when you were, were really, really, really down and now, you're, and now you're really, really up and you're really joyous and stuff. And I believe there in that silence, God is saying for you to acknowledge God's part in it and now that you have this joy, come and share it with those who despair. Uh, share that gift of hope and comfort with, with others because you've received it. Uh, I think that's one of the ways that, that God's talking to you in the silence of something that's happened to you. And I truly believe that in times of sin, uh, it's important for us to hear in God's silence that there is confidence that we can come to God and we'll be forgiven, and we can have a new start. The bottom line is this. God called you a long time ago. You may or may not be aware of that moment exactly when it was. It might just seem to some of you that you've always been there. Others of you can remember probably that particular moment when you received Christ into your heart. The thing is, is that you are here because of God's Spirit. And you are born in the waters of baptism. You are washed in the blood of Christ. You're nourished in His body and blood. You're called sons and daughters. You are heirs to the kingdom. You can be assured of true security, true protection, and true love and nurture for not just now, but for all eternity. But it still begs that question over and over again. Will we accept it or will we turn away from it? Will we accept that God has prepared a celebration like no other for us for all eternity? Or will we turn from our first love? Will we turn away from God? Whether He's speaking clearly or whether He's speaking in the silence. Will our life be lived in such a way to prove to ourselves and others that we believe what we profess? This is probably the most important question 
disciples of Christ must answer, ask themselves every day, will we live in such a way to prove to ourselves and others that we believe what we profess? You see, these promises that God's first made to Abraham and then repeated over and over and over all the way through Jesus Christ are sure promises. They're not empty promises. But they're not promises that nothing will ever happen to us. They're not promises that we will always have a joyful and good life and everything will work out perfect. That's not what the promise is. The promise is that whatever does happen, whatever does happen, whatever pain or problem, whatever fear, whatever sin, whatever circumstance, we will never be found alone. We will never be found alone. For we stand under the protection of the sheltering wings of God, shaded by His forgiveness, strengthened by His body and blood, we should listen clearly for what God is saying and what God isn't saying. And I urge you this Lent to renew again your desire to go and be part of that shelter of those protecting wings the safety of those arms outstretched on the cross. I pray that that's what you will find in this Lenten journey as we journey together. First John 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We must trust that promise and not let... Uh, that evil one, keep us down, keep, take our hope away, keep us in a ditch of self-pity, self-loathing. We must never let him have that advantage over us because we have sinned or fallen short or not listened in the silence. So, what, so this, this second Sunday of Lent, let's once again trust that no matter what, no matter what, let us know that God's love is strong enough, wide enough, and deep enough to keep us forever secure. I pray and offer you this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward now as we receive our tithes and our offerings. The song for the offertory today is um, one that lets us all know that uh, 
not necessarily where you're at right now, but where you're headed. And uh, I don't know where you're at, but we're all on a Lenten journey, and we're looking forward to Easter, and that's the most important thing. Tired and broken heart 
I can tell by your eyes you think you're on your own, but you're not alone. Have you heard of the one who can calm the raging seas? Give sight to the blind, pull the lame up to their feet. With a love so strong, never let you go. Oh, you're not alone. You will be safe in His arms. You will be safe in His arms. Cause the hands that hold the world are holding your heart. This is the Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen.
Have a good week.